Today's guest is a recurring guest and friend of the show, the fantasy football rapper, Birdo. It is a pleasure to sit down with him, as it always is. And you can listen to that episode and that interview right after a quick word from our brand new sponsor, Liquid IV. Whether you're a Super Bowl champion, reality TV show star on Big Brother, American Idol, singer, or even an MLB All-Star, you know hydration is key. And so does Liquid IV, the newest sponsor of Ambitious. They know how important hydration and energy is, and that's why they've developed special supplements to get you three times more hydrated for every packet you use. So one packet of Liquid IV, to me, is three bottles of water. And Liquid IV not only gets you more energized, more hydrated, but it keeps you motivated and disciplined. And especially in times like these where a lot of us are working from home, doing school from home, working out at home, Liquid IV can keep you energized, rejuvenated, and hydrated no matter what you do. Go to liquidiv.com or Liquid IV wherever you can find them on social medias and find out more about their superb hydration formulas. Now back to the show. Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is a friend of the show, recurring guest. He is the one, the only, the fantasy football rapper, Birdo. How's it going? Hey, what's up, buddy? So it has been a bit since you've been on, but we have pretty much a lock that football will be back this fall. So I wanted you to come on, talk a little bit about some of the guys you're high on this year and talk about, you know, fantasy as a whole. So does that sound good with you? Sounds good to me, brother. So starting off, last night I actually had my first draft of the year, and I meant to send you today my roster, but I figured it would be a good thing to go through it with you and let you kind of tear into me on the podcast about some of the picks I made because I know you're going to not be happy with a few of them based on some of <laughs> So All right, as long as you got thick enough skin. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to take it. So I'll start with quarterback because that was where I went late in the later rounds. So I ended up – Ending up with Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins as like a platoon at quarterback, I'm probably going to go based on matchup. What are you thinking of that? Um, how many teams and how many bench spots? Ten teams and one, two, three, four. There's six bench spots. Okay, man. You know, for somebody that's been, you know, following me for a oh, while. Boy, here we go. I don't know, bro. First of all. How did you end up with Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins as your starter on the 10 team? Second of all, on a 10 team with only six bench spots, what the hell is Kirk Cousins doing there? I wouldn't even put him on a 12 team on a bench spot. So uh, I don't know what's going. All I know is your other positions better be hella stacked there, Dylan. Well, get ready. I'll go wide receiver first because you'll make me feel better once you hear why wide receiver group. So my wide okay. receivers are Michael Thomas. Juju, okay. I ended up right. with Jarvis Landry, uh, not great, Tyler Boyd, and then I got I like a late that. flip of Debu Samuel because of his foot injury. So what are you thinking of that? What's late? What's late? What's I got him. What do you consider late? 15-round draft. I got him in the 12th round. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, and then, so, okay, so is it a three-headed or a three-wide uh, receiver league or two? This is a two, but with the flex opportunity. Okay, I got you. Um, I don't like Landry. I think that's a wasted of uh, pick. Uh, I don't really like Debo either. You got him in 12 rounds. It's not terrible. But I just feel like in a two-wide receiver league, wide receivers are even less important, especially in a 10-team, because there's probably 
receivers right now in your waivers. You probably got guys like Jalen Rager on your waivers right now that I actually like more than Debo, even though they're both hurt. Um, uh, maybe even Henry Ruggs. I don't know. But your receivers are okay. Um, of course, Michael Thomas and Juju are nice, but the fact you probably took Michael Thomas in the first round leads me to believe that your running backs might be a little weak. So let's let's hear the running backs. Yeah, so that's where it went. I got I was targeting Henry. I had the seventh pick. I was targeting Henry or hoping that maybe Dalvin Cook was there or somebody Kamara if it Kamara had slipped, but they all were gone. So I did take Kam- Thomas at seven. I tried to make up with it at running back. I got Chris Carson. Oh, God. Raheem Mostert. Oh, God. Cam Akers. I know you're high on him. That's good. Uh-huh. And then I know you're going to tear into me on this one, David Johnson. I mean, Bill, I have to say, you're not a playoff team, bro. Hey. that's That that team needs a lot of work, buddy. All right. You need, like, a complete reconstruction of your team. So, tight end, I'll finish it off quick before we talk a little more. I got Kittle at tight end. Okay. And then I got Dallas. I The defense and the kicker really don't matter in a 10-team league because it'll go through quick. But I got Fairbairn, whatever, a kicker, and ta- Dallas defense. Oh, my God. Dylan. Look, the Dylan. defense. There were slim pickings on defense. You must hate me. Look, you must hate me. I, I never – Berno, you know this a little bit from the past years, you and I talking about my fantasy teams. I'm never one who drafts well. I like to make moves, but I I was on paper happy with the draft, but thinking about it this morning when I woke up kicking myself a little bit. Bro, my 20 team is better than your 10. Listen, listen. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. You want to hear what my 20, you wanna hear what my 20 team is? Let's go. I want to hear the 20 team. My quarterback is way better. I got Josh Allen. Okay. My receivers are actually better because I got Godwin, Shark, and Jerry Judy. Um, and it's a three wide receiver. My running backs are better because I got Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson. My tight end's better because I got uh, Gesicki. Oh, no, no, your tight end. No, no, I forgot you got Kittle. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Your tight end's better. You got me on tight end. <laughs> um. Our defense are the same. They're both trash, and that was because I messed up. It was an auction draft. So Miami and Dallas cancel each other. I actually think Miami's got a better defense than Dallas. So, But for all intents and purposes, we'll keep it a wash. And then, um, yeah, man, so my 20 team is literally better than your 10 team. All right, all right. I do want to hit you with the – I'm not one who's been high on Chris Godwin this year, but I mean, okay. if you think that – that's a little better, but I think uh, other than that, Chark was on there for me at one point, and I he went a pick before I went, and I had Chubb as the opportunity in the second, second, and he went right before Kittle. So, well, you should have got him in the first because, I mean, you could have got – I don't think there's that much of a difference between guys like Chris Godwin, Galladay, Juju. Like, Michael Thomas is going to be better, more secure, but the difference – but then the running backs, you have no RB1. You arguably don't really have an RB2 because your RB1, which is better as an RB2, Chris Carson, is coming off a hip injury. He gets injured every single year. So, yeah, it's pretty messy, Dylan. Something tells me you should get in my Facebook group. <laughs> listen, listen, I've been watching you a little bit, but I've been lacking on Instagram and lacking on your YouTube. So I've been a little behind on guys you're high on this year. So let's talk about Obviously. 
Hey, hey, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to try to make some trades. Let's circle back to this towards the end of the season when I'm in the playoffs and I've made some trades. All right. But looking at some guys you are high on, I know you're high on a lot of rookies. It's something that you and I do agree on. Unfortunately, I missed out on a lot of the rookies I was high on. But let's talk about a couple guys that you're high on. I know you're high on J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, and Cam Akers. Why are you high on those three this year? Talent over everything. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, to me, is the best running back to come into the NFL since Saquon Barkley. We're talking about a guy that's 220-plus pounds, um, runs a 4.39, can catch the football, back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons in a major conference. That's nothing to snooze over. J.K. Dobbins, similarly, he also got a 2,000-yard rushing season in a major conference, played his best against the best competition. And I saw this guy running receiver routes, like crazy routes. Plus, you take both of those guys, you put them in maybe the one and two best offensive line in the National Football League, right? And then, um, and then schemes. They're perfect. Phillip Rivers likes to pass it to the, to the, to the running back. Lamar Jackson, you know, he's going to be a threat. There's going to be so many opportunities for both of these players in their offense because of their schemes. And the offensive lines and stuff that you know you can't look, you can't not like them. And in the case of Cam Akers, uh, he's got no competition. Daryl Henderson's not competition. I'm sorry if you've seen him play. This guy couldn't find a hole with a flashlight. So, um, you know he's not competition. Cam Akers, uh, he's up there with Dobbins as far as a pass catcher, somebody you could run routes with. Sh- uh, Sean McVay historically has used one running back, even Gurley, who has arthritic knees was one of five running backs that had 70% of the snaps last year. So, you know, McVay is going to be, you know, utilizing his his running back, one main running back, both in the running and passing game. Uh, The Rams got a pretty lit offense. Now they just drafted Van Jefferson to go with Cup, to go with Woods, to go with Higby. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for Akers. And, uh, you know, talent meets opportunity. That's what I call the perfect storm. And all three of those, despite what Mike – what I call an illusion, the illusion being Mark Ingram and Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins are by far the superior talent. Now, looking at another running back in that you, I didn't mention because I know you're not crazy high on him. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift with Detroit. Why aren't you high on him this year? Um, mainly because it's Detroit. Detroit has not shown – I think they got the curse of Barry Sanders. I mean, when's the last time Detroit had a thousand yard rusher? They're also a throwing off. And so I think he could be good as a pass catcher, but here's the kicker. He's already injured an undisclosed injury. I hate the way that sounds. I hate the word undisclosed makes me feel like they're hiding something. So I don't see Deandre Hopkins as being a workhorse. He could be one of those hybrid type of running backs, the Ecklers, the Kamara's, and that's all fine and dandy. If you got Sean Payton, if you got, um, you know, Anthony Lynn, but this is Detroit, like I mentioned. So he could be, if this undisclosed injury is nothing, uh, an RB3 with some upside, but I think the consistency uh, will not be there, which is something I'm not worried about with the other three running backs that you mentioned. Now, looking at receivers, you know, we just talked about it a little bit, but kind of sticking with the rookie thing here, a lot of people, you have 
as you just mentioned, targeted Jerry Judy, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs. Of the three, and also looking into some of the lower tier guys like a, you know, Jalen Rieger, Brian Edwards, Justin Jefferson, some guys that are picking up steam in recent weeks. Who are probably your three favorite rookie receivers and maybe your three least favorite? Uh, my three fra- favorite, it's really hard, bro, because I would say Rager. Uh, I know he's dealing with an injury. I would say Rager, Rucks, and then it's kind of a tie between Judy and Lamb, but I think I like Lamb a little bit more. Uh, but I love Judy as well because I think Judy's going to be one of those guys that he's going to get 10 points in his sleep because he's going to be mainly the possession um, receiver there in Denver, and his strengths – actually are better suited in that offense than even Corlin Sutton. Uh, so it's really like four, but if I had to pick gun to head, I would pick um, then Rager, Ruggs, and C.D. Lamb. Now, who are your three least favorite in that group? Um, well, my least favorite for sure, for sure, which is somebody that a lot of people are high on, is Michael Pittman. I don't get the hype. Uh, we, did we forget, you know, Philip Rivers kind of, halted Mike Williams potential there and in the Chargers he's got a noodle arm and you got T.Y. Hilton who I like more um and you got Paris Campbell who I like more and you got Jack Doyle who I like more and you got you know what I'm saying so where is the targets going to come from for Michael Pittman I I have I'm just dumbfounded by the amount of analysts that have been touting this guy as a sleeper I just don't see that so he's number one uh, another guy I'm not high on that a lot of people seem to like, Brandon Ayuk. You know, he's long, and I get all that. But the main reason I don't like him, the main reason I'm not crazy about your Debo pick is Jimmy Graham. That's going to be a run-first offense. Their number one receiver is actually a tight end, George Kittle, who I do like, but you picked him super high, um, which, you know, you have to to get Kittle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just don't like Brandon Ayuk. I think it's going to be hard for him to be consistent in that offense, and he's going to be limited by San Francisco being a run team and also, um, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. So those two come to mind. And then if I had to pick a third, hasn't been really looking too good for Justin Jefferson, but I actually like Justin Jefferson, so I'm not going to put him on that list. I'm not going to I'm not going to feed the beast, but but I will say this, you know, being a run first offense, it, it's going to be tough. And they say Basimi Johnson, so I'm kind of lower on him than I was, you know, coming because Justin Jefferson originally was up there for me with like the Ragers and the rugs and stuff like that. So we'll have to see how that plays out. So I guess if you want to put him there for now, but I do like him long term. Now, looking at, you know, you just talked about a run first offense and looking at a former Minnesota offensive coordinator now in Cleveland as the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, he now will go to Cleveland where they have two very talented running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So part of the reason I wasn't sold entirely on Chubb in the first round was Kareem Hunt because I don't know what the split's going to be. So what are you thinking in terms of fantasy value of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Uh, I think Chubb, I got him as my third running back right now. Um, we got we to gotta remember, Dalvin Cook did not get 70% of the snaps last year, and he was, I think, the number two running back in fantasy, and that's before he got injured, of course. I think Chubb's a better talent. Um, people just automatically assume that because Hunt's there, Chubb's going to get no receiving work, which is ridiculous. 
even last year when Hunt was getting like five to six targets per game, if you broke it down into the season, Chubb would have still got 30 receptions. He's not going to be CMC. You know, he's not going to catch 100 passes. But if you mix those 30 receptions, which with what I believe is going to be at least 17 or 1,800 yards rushing, and the reason I believe that is because Freddie Kitchens is no longer there. Stefanski, the running back guru, is. Not only that, but they upgraded the offensive line. They got um, the rookie left tackle on Wills. They got the right tackle on Jack Conklin, the best right tackle in uh, free agency, who was the blocking tackle for Derrick Henry, who was the leading rusher. So everything's just looking up. Not to mention they also signed, I think, two or three fullbacks. So it's just a perfect storm again. And people act like you can't play both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the same backfield, which is something they did last year. So I don't see Hunt as a threat. If anything, I think it helps Chubb. It helps keep him fresher. He doesn't have to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. So we saw it last year. Austin Eckler, top five, was a part-time back. Aaron Jones, top five, was a part-time back. We are in a new NFL, but unfortunately, people are just behind. I'm forward thinking. So, Nick Chubb, you better believe he's going to be a top five back with or without Kareem Hunt. Now, kind of switching over to two guys you are not high on whatsoever. And David Johnson, I know I know you cringed internally and externally when I said I picked him. But also talking about another guy who is a vet and kind of going to be counted on again this year is Lev Bell. Why aren't you high on these two guys? I just don't like what I've seen. I mean, when's the last time De- David Bell or, or David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell were great? Probably around the same time. Let's see. David Johnson had really one amazing season in 2016. 2017, he got hurt. 2018, he was an RB1 just based off volume, but still averaged less than four yards per carry. In 2019, he was a top five running back. That's what the pro David Johnson people are going to tell you. However, it all came through the receiving game. It's, he still averaged less than four yards per carry, and the Texans don't play like that. The Texans don't utilize the running back in the passing game the same way the Cardinals do, and if you can't run the ball, he's going to then have to rely on volume. Okay, I don't like volume backs because that means their upside is limited because they have to rely on game flow and getting a ton of touches to be effective. The opposite of a guy like Nick Chubb, like Austin Eckler, like Alvin Kamara, who make the most out of the touches. Bell's in a similar situation. I like Bell more than David Johnson, but I just don't see a scenario where Bell's going to be a bell cow, no pun intended, um, under Adam Gase. He brung in Gore. They, they were already saying he looks a step slower. So I just, and here's a fact for you, Dylan, only two running backs in the last three years have finished as an RB1 over the age of 26. It's Mark Ingram and Shady 2017. So that just tells us right there that the upside is limited. i rather go with a J.K. Dobbins, a Jonathan Taylor, or a Cam Akers. Most of those running backs are even are going either right around the time of Bell and David Johnson or after. And they have way more upside because – most of the running backs that you see in the RB1 category are 25 and under, which is what they are. And, you know, the whole rookie myth that rookies are not effective, that's, that's complete baloney. A couple years ago, 
Saquon, um, Nick Chubb, uh, who else? Um, Philip Lindsay, a bunch of these guys. It was like seven out of the top 12 running backs were rookies or something like that. So that's a complete hogwash. Now, I know that you tend to go rookies more than a veteran kind of guy. So talking about a team that is full of veterans in Tampa Bay. So looking at that roster, who holds the most fantasy value for you? And who do you believe is the most overhyped fantasy pick this year in Tampa? Um, so the most hype, overhyped, I think it's between Mike Evans and Gronk. Um, the, the best is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, I mean, another, another situation where you got the perfect storm. Talent meets opportunity. So Chris Godwin was top three last year, right? He missed some games, was absolutely phenomenal, okay? And you just add Mr. Slot guy himself, you know what I'm saying, that's made, you know, Wes Walker – and Julian Edelman, possibly Hall of Famers, for targeting the slot so much. You put him with the coach that loves the slot and Bruce Arians. You know, he converted Larry Fitzgerald there, and he had some of his best years there. Chris Godwin was converted there. He had his best year. So it's like the perfect storm. You got the perfect slot coach with the perfect slot quarterback. Chris Godwin is going to go nuts, okay? And it's a throwing offense. He's going to get a ton of good looks, ton of targets, ton of points. Um, on the flip side, you got Mike Evans, who's playing the outside. There's, there can only be one primary. I think Evans will have his moments, and he'll have those games. But even last year, he had really big games, and then he had some duds. So I think he'll continue that trend. But I think it'll be, I think he'll have more duds under Brady, who's less effective with the deep ball than Jameis Winston. And then Gronk, you know, he was. Bruce Aaron's on record saying tight ends are meant to block. So you put him in a team with Chris Godwin, with Mike Evans, now Fournette, and two other really good tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. I just don't see where it's going to come from. He's going to have to be completely touchdown dependent, and his floor is a straight goose egg. So those two are the most overhyped, with Godwin being the best out of the bunch. And I love Brady, too, this week, this year. Now, talking about my two guys, you didn't like them very much when it came to Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins. Starting with Kirk Cousins, he's a guy that I, I'm not high on him, although he's very encouraging because he's not afraid of death, as he said yesterday about COVID-19. But he's consistently a solid quarterback in fantasy, but never somebody who's going to win you games and never somebody who's going to be a lights-out kind of guy. But he's consistent. Now, talking about Burrow, he's an unproven commodity behind an offensive line that isn't great, but he had the year last year at LSU that made a lot of people high on him. So why are you not crazy high on either of those guys, and who is the rookie quarterback that you are highest on? Well, no, no, I actually like Burrow. Okay. I just don't think in a 10-team league that, you know, if, you're, if the rest of your team was stacked, then I have no problem with that. Now, as far as Cousins, I don't think he's consistent. I, I get where you might be coming from as he's inconsistent with his final year numbers, mm-hmm. but Cousins will have some duds against tough defense. He's like beats up on the, on, the, on the trash defenses, but he really struggles against the good defenses. So he's inconsistent on a game-per-game basis, but he's consistent on a year-to-year basis. But however, he lost his number one receiver or arguably his number one receiver. It's a running team. And then um, 
I'm sure there's quarterbacks, right? Well, I don't believe in having a backup altogether. Like, on a 10-team, there's no reason why you should even hold a backup because you can always find a decent backup on waivers. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, and Teddy Bridgewater, all three quarterbacks I like over Cousins, are on your waiver wire right now. And it will be like that throughout the whole season. So you're literally just wasting a roster spot. There's also better players on waivers right now that you can replace Kirk Cousins with, like a Rager, maybe a Ruggs, um, maybe one of these cuffbacks, like a, like a Zach Moss or a um, Antonio Gibson. I would take Benny Snell, who could be a potential league winner once Connor gets injured, like he always does, over Kirk Cousins. You are absolutely wasting a bench spot on having a backup quarterback and a backup quarterback that's not even good on top of that. Wow. Now, about Burrow and the rookie quarterbacks, who are you highest on of the rookie quarterbacks? I actually love Burrow. I love Burrow. I, I think he's going to be very, very good. We've seen a year in and year out. Not only do rookie running backs are, could be elite, rookie wide receivers could be very relevant, but rookie quarterbacks, for like three straight years, we've seen rookie quarterbacks perform like number one quarterbacks. We saw it two years ago with Lamar Jackson once he became the starter. We saw Josh Allen be the number one fantasy quarterback from week 13 to 17 when he came back from injury um, two years ago. We saw it last year with Kyler Murray um, and Daniel Jones on a per-start basis. He was a QB1 per points per game. So I think Gerald Burroughs, between Zach Taylor, an improved offensive line, better weapons, and a defense that's going to be horrendous, I think Joe Burrow can be a top 12 to 15 quarterback as a rookie. So I do love Burrow. I actually love Tua and Herbert as well. Um, more so in Dynasty, once they get their opportunity, I think they'll be ready to rock and very relevant themselves. Now, before we close out here, I wanted to ask one question about football before we talk about your projects a little more. But if you had to give your Super Bowl matchup in September, what are you looking at right now for your Super Bowl matchup? Um, for a while, I had uh, Pittsburgh and Seattle. And, you know, it's hard to bet against the Bucks because not only do the Bucks have a great offense, but they have a great defense. But if history has shown us anything, you know, every time we have these super teams that seem undestructible, for some reason or another, they just never win it all their first year, which is why um, I'm not going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to stick with Seattle. Seattle, they got something really special in Russell Wilson. Um, he's a gamer. He's done a lot more with a lot less. And I think this year, arguably, if you look at his weapons, he's got the best weapons he's ever had. If Chris Carson could stay injured, or even if he doesn't, they got high. They like this kid, DJ Dallas. Um, they got a trio of receivers. Now they just signed Josh Gordon to go along with Metcalf, to go along with Tyler Lockett. They also got Phillip Dorsett. And then they have a plethora of tight ends. They, get, they signed Greg Olson, Will Disley, Jacob Hollister. So I really like the team. And, you know, Pete Carroll is a mastermind defensive coach. They were lacking at the cornerback position, but what did they do? They addressed that position, and they got Dunbar. So now their, their, their secondary, which was their weak spot, is going to be a lot better. They also had some injuries uh, throughout the year last year to their, you know, interior defense, and they're going to be getting some of those guys back. So I think their defense is going to be a lot better. And like I said, I like putting my faith in quarterbacks I believe in. And one of those quarterbacks is definitely Russell Wilson. On the flip side, in the AFC, I got the Steelers because the New England Patriots are no longer there. Um, well, I guess, yeah, it's hard to bet against Kansas City. But here's the thing. 
I think the Pittsburgh Steelers could do it because their defense is just so, so good. It's elite. Like, it's going to be, you know, it's got the opportunity to be all-time great. And then their offense has some pretty good players as well, including your guy, Juju. Name they just drafted this kid, Claypool. Hopefully James Conner could get to could stay healthy. But even if he doesn't, Pittsburgh, you know, they produce running backs like it's nothing. So I think Benny Snell could snap in there. Maybe Anthony McFarlane gets some touches as well. Um, they got the two big tight ends, Vance McDonald, and they just signed Eric Ebron. Uh, I like this kid, Deontay Johnson, a lot. So I think they're a very well-balanced team. If Ben can stay healthy, then I think the Pittsburgh Steelers can um, make it to the Super Bowl, and it'll be a great matchup between them and, and the Seahawks. That would be a hell of a matchup. But talking about you now for your future, which you got a whole NFL season now, Birdo, especially with one thing that I know you're doing, the Fantasy Football Throne League. Can you talk about that a little bit, and then let's talk about some of the projects you've got coming up. Yeah, I'm really excited about this Throne League. Um, where, are, are you team uh, rapper? Um, well, am I rooting for you? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, that's good enough. Um, so, so yeah, the, the Throne League, for those that don't know, it's an Instagram league that where the followers choose the team for, you know, whichever team they're on. So it's the biggest Instagram accounts going against or followers going against each other. And I couldn't be happier with the team my followers picked. Look at this, Dylan. So this was back in June. Of course, I helped them and I kind of influenced them. But there were some picks that, you know, I got overruled. Um, one of them might be our best pick, which was Lamar Jackson. I'm not a quarterback early type of guy. We selected Mark Jackson the third. Uh, they had enough courage to select Nick Chubb with, I think, the fifth pick, which a lot of people made fun of us. But check out the final roster, my brother. We got Lamar Jackson. We got Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Zach Moss. We got um, Galladay, DJ Shark, uh, Darius Slayton. I picked up Ben Snell on waivers. We got Hayden Hurst, who I'm actually uh, – who I'm very high on this year. I think he could be this year's Hooper. So we have a really, really solid team. Nice bench, too. We picked up, uh, I think, Brian Edwards as well. Um, Antonio Gibson. So we're pretty stacked with the running backs, which is important. And I just think we – overall, we, we got a pretty amazing team. What do you think? I think you did a hell of a job, and I think your followers did a hell of a job. I like those picks. And honestly – this morning, looking at my roster, I actually like yours better. And uh, that says something because I picked my roster and your followers picked yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, talking about some projects you have coming up, you alluded to one before we came on air. So can you talk about that a little bit and talk about some of the things you've got brewing this fantasy season? Yeah, just trying to take it to the next level, man. This is like my full – it's not a hobby. It's, it's my full-time job, and I treat it like it. Um, and one of the things I've been really trying to work on, let's knock on wood, uh, I want to do what you're doing, which is a podcast, but I want to do a video podcast and kind of do it a little differently. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be able to do things like I intended, which the initial goal was to do a live stream video podcast on YouTube, and then, you know, we we'd uh, make it an audio version so we can download across all, all, uh, all platforms. So the only, the only thing that's up in the air right now is whether or not I'll be able to live stream it. So the rest is going to happen. 
Um, but we'll, we'll, but hopefully we can do that. So definitely a podcast going to be launching next Tuesday. Um, and then I got my website that should be done any day now. It's like another next level type. Like the only type of sites out there that are comparable are like ESPN or, you know, Fantasy Pros and things like that. It's going to have updated rankings. Um, I got my draft on sale for now. If you buy one, $30, you get uh, rankings, tiered rankings, um, sleepers, bus, consistency charts, all that, plus the in-season premium content for free, which will give you start-sit rankings, um, exclusive articles regarding waivers and free agents, things like that. That's absolutely free. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, just – just keep or oh yeah i'm also going to be launching a followers league i'm just getting in touch with some sponsors so we could get a really nice prize so i'm going to do like a, a big followers league because i've never actually never done a followers league can you believe that man i i've been watching for one i've been wanting to be a part of one and i'm excited to see you try to do one because one thing that as you're saying all these projects i've been with you for a follower of yours for a few years now and Looking at the fan base you've created, it's incredibly loyal. Maybe one of the most loyal fan bases all across Instagram and social media platforms for a fantasy creator. And you've done a hell of a job growing this thing. So I'm surprised you haven't done a followers league yet. And I got to shout you out there on the growth you've had. No, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's always been my intention. It's just a lot, bro. It's a lot for one person. Um, also, because there's so many people that want to be in the followers league and it's like trying to figure out. So I'm in talks right now. I can't say with hundred percent certainty, but there's this, this platform that I found where you could do like big followers league. So if they're able to, you know, if we're able to negotiate, I'm trying to get it. So it's free for you guys because uh, you know, I appreciate your support and I want to do something that doesn't require any money from your guys. And so as long as we could get that, then, um, yeah, there will be followers leagues. I'm just want want it to be, you know, want want to be able to include as many people as possible, you know. Well, Berto, I'm excited to see all the things you do this fall, and it's always a pleasure to sit down with you. Can you tell the people where they can find all this incredible stuff you're doing? Thank you, thank you, Dylan. So, um, yeah, Instagram's where you find me the most. Although I've been going crazy with Twitter. Are are you following me on Twitter? I believe so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, I've been going ham on Twitter. And Twitter used to be, like, my least favorite. But that's where you're going to get all the breaking news. And that's at IMFF, like fantasy football rapper. So, at IMFF rapper on Twitter, at fantasy football rapper on Instagram and all platforms. I'm going to be doing, uh, like I mentioned to you, the YouTube channel, trying to get a video every single day. Um, so definitely hit me up. So YouTube's more like where I go in deep. I, I do a lot of teaching there. Instagram is just more for like my raps and just stuff that's, you know, breaking news, things like that. And then Twitter is just like that immediate, you know, reaction to all the latest breaking news. So, you yeah. know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure, Birdo. He is the fantasy football rapper, absolutely killing the fantasy football game right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the fantasy football rapper, Birdo. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Once again, I want to thank Birdo for taking the time to come on Ambitious. It was a lot of fun to sit down with him, as it's always. He's a great guy, and tune into all his stuff on the fantasy football rapper and continue to stay up to date with him throughout the season. He, as he said, provides some expert fantasy football advice. Even though I didn't listen to it for the draft, I'm definitely kicking myself. But 
there's more drafts to come, and there's a full NFL season to come. So stay tuned to Birdo, and stay tuned to myself at Ambitious Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, at Ambitious Podcast on Instagram, Ambitious with DP on Twitter, and you can check out some of my articles on Empire Sports Media under Dylan Price. Have a great week, Ambitious listeners, and I'll see you here next week for another episode.